really just jamming, just getting, you know, I'm on my third wind of the day. Third wind? Third wind. It, it, it is real. Um, and this is why I am late, because I got my third wind, like, you know, 20 minutes before I was supposed to leave, because I was dragging ass, and then I just, you know, had my union break at five, and then was like, all right, let's go. Um, so I'll probably crash in about 47 minutes, so this should be fun for everyone to watch the... Uh, the Hindenburg go down. Mm, that's not bad timing as far as I'm concerned. If I can get 47 good minutes out of you, I'm satisfied. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you were mentioning before we hit the record button that you didn't have a list, but lucky for you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. An intrepid listener of ours. Oh, listener write-ins. Listener write-in from all-star Natalie Lerner. She sent me a list. Oh, thank God. A little while back that, truth be told, this was Thursday I was sent this. I meant to send mm-hmm. it to you just because I thought it was cute, and but, you know, as you do, I forgot and got out yeah. of touch and didn't do it. Yeah. Um. So what I was thinking was, since uh, I haven't looked over this list since it was sent to me, I'm just seeing it, seeing it again for the second time right now, maybe we can both kind of do it. Yeah, do you want to text it to me so I can see it, or are we gonna? Nah, or are we just gonna? Are you just gonna announce the the thing and then we go into the thunder? I'm just gonna announce the topics because it's a short list. I thought it would be good if we both gave responses. It's not as long as our okay. usual ones, and and some of these, some of these <laughs> on second glance seem kind of involved. So, uh, okay. Oh, I think I I think I also got some uh, listener feedback. Hold on. Well, why it don't might have just been a picture. Why don't we save that for post list, huh? Oh, okay. Let's let's yeah. do our okay, little yeah. warm up and then we can mo- and we can move into that here. Okay, so this is the list for Green and Lewis from Natalie Lerner. Lunar New Year. Big fan. Big fan. I love a dim sum. I love a red envelope. As a business person, I love when the red envelope money gets scattered around the world. Love it. Oh, really? Wait, can you explain what the red envelope is to me cuz I don't think I know coins ducats dollars in the red it's like as as a sign it's like a gift like a gift of like the new year the red is the good luck and then you usually put some fresh money in it to like oh it starts uh, you know it sends you off on the good foot of wealth and well-being and then you just spend that coin um but you you've you know, received I also th- this before in your role as a as a retail temple? i receive it second hand uh-huh so People get it, and then I get it after it's been removed from the red envelopes. Oh. And then I go, oh, thank you so much. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Have a great day. Okay. Um, but I also like the idea of, like, New Year starts, like, in February. Because, like, January seems like last year. Like, February has, like, little, like, signs of promise of goodness of, like, oh, it's a little warmer. Like, you know, it's not so shitty. Like... You know, hey, makes hey sense speak for me. yourself, New York. I mean, the rest of the country is going through a major polar vortex right now, including out here. It is well, not warm at all, and it is snowing like fucking crazy. Well, it's like 50 degrees and melty city, so everything oh, is wow. brown and disgusting. So, yeah, as far as the Lunar New Year goes for me, I don't even know when it is precisely. I just know it's at some point at the end of January, beginning of February, but I've never really paid attention to it. Do you know what year it is? I don't. I know that I was born Year of the Dragon, 1988. It's the Year of the Ox. Okay, what does so that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh. I don't know. I'm a rabbit. 
So you were born in '87. Me- yes. Oh man, yeah. It means I don't that I'm. Know. It means that I'm sly and cunning, but caring when I want to be. Hmm. Oh, and I'm like, well, that's yes, okay. this is ap- that's fair accurate. I- I'll just say, as a year of the dragon person, I don't even care about what anybody else's is. Year of the dragon just rules. Uh, I know nothing Do about you, what is the, what does that mean. I know nothing about what the traits are. I'm just telling you, I got the mythological one, so everyone can suck it. The rest of them are just regular ass animals, and that's not that cool. The dragon is the fifth animal in the Chinese zodiac. In Chinese culture, the dragon represents good luck, strength, health, and also the male element. Uh, so. The personality traits are charismatic, intelligent, confident, powerful, and they're naturally lucky and gifted. Mm, that naturally lucky, lucky part. But... I'm still waiting for that one. So uh, maybe this uh, maybe this Lunar yeah. New Year is the one. Maybe I'll collaborate with all the ox out there. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the best suitable jobs include architect, politician, economist, doctor, cafe owner, athlete, writer, artist, actor, or fashion designer. Hmm. Well, really blew it, huh? <laughs> Hold on, let me let me check on this rabbit. Gentle and approachable. <laughs> get get fucking wrecked. Tender and tame, but swift on the move. Uh, uh, keep a modest attitude and really maintain a pleasant relationship to people around. They will not be irritated easily, and they avoid quarrels as much as possible. I am irritated easily. This is a lie. Yeah, I think um, a lot of that is inverted in your case. Maybe you're like a uh uh they want peace and stability. Rabbit rising. I mean, yes, but gardener te- <laughs> uh jobs like gardener, teacher, doctor, pharmacist, military officer, politician, public relation manager, translator or bank staff. A lot of those things seem at odds with each other. How are you going to be like a politician or a military officer and also a gardener? Actually, you know what? That's very Gardening is order. That's actually very Asian, you know, like flower arranging samurai. I realize that this is a Chinese thing, not a Japanese thing, by the way, but yeah. I'm just saying. Huh. All right. You ready for the next one? Uh-huh. Okay. Kanye divorce album. Based? Yes or no? What is based again? Based means good. I don't think they're getting divorced. I mean, I think him and Jeffree Star, just, like, it's just going to be like a, you know, an open relationship that Kanye gets to be gay and, you know the all-white Jeffree Star Manor and then go back to North Dakota and, you know, plow the fields of Kim K. First of all, it's Wyoming. Second of all, you're going to need to fill me in on all of this because as I read that, it was garbly gook to me. I think I knew that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West were getting divorced, but Kanye's gay now? They're not. They're not getting divorced. That that probably won't happen because the PR mess of that and the amount of money that's entangled between all of them is wild. Well, hey, listen. Um, I mean, if Bezos can do it and his wife gets half the half the purse, I I, I think Kim and Kanye can handle it. Uh, I don't know. I, Chris would take all the money. Yes, so. I mean she does seem ruthless. It's it's possible she will take all of his money. Um. Uh. Yeah. There there was a rumor that like Kanye West and weird goth makeup youtube celebrity jeffrey star were uh feeling frisky but i don't know where that came from so i i have no like it's been a rumor for a long time that kanye west was gay i i remember when he made pink polos not gay what i was just about to say though is i cannot tell if that is like hip-hop slash black culture homophobia and its remnants or if there's really something to it, because 
Kanye West is clearly mentally ill, some sort of bipolar or schizophrenic, right? Like him having sides of himself that he would be, uh, let's say, reticent to reveal makes sense to me. It's just that I don't, you know, I don't know enough about him and don't follow this stuff enough to know if he's, you know, I mean, that level of narcissism, you have to be a little gay. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, sure. My life is dope and I do dope shit. What? That's that's my number one Kanye West quote. My life is dope and I do dope shit. Yes. That means almost nothing in my brain. (laughs) But so to try and answer Natalie's question, I guess I would just say if Kanye is truly getting divorced and he's gay and he's making an album, it probably will be based. Yes. I think all of his best material comes from his absolutely chaotic uh, breakdowns. I mean, Yeezus was the best one. Yes, I agree completely, 100%. That was comparing himself to Jesus Christ. So if you want to talk about narcissism, there you go. That is a fantastic album. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you can't really top that. And I don't know, what what was the one with the, like, electric light orchestra or whatever, the something-something sound or... Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? To tell you the truth, I haven't followed Kanye West's music since Life of Pablo, which I think was the album after Yeezus. So if it was any time in the last, I don't know, seven years, I'm probably not aware of it. I think that was, yeah, no, it was part of, remember Ultralight Beam? That's the one that I'm thinking of. Okay. I I didn't understand what the fuck that was. I was like, are we holding hands? Are we hippies now? But it's Hmm. like, I can't. Um, I don't know. I was more of an early Kanye West fan. Uh by which I mean his first three albums, but I have to say, you like the bear, you know. Well, also the Murakami using the teddy bear as a ew. That's what it was. Takashi Murakami did two of those album covers, maybe all three. I can't remember who did College Dropout, but uh, hmm. I went back and listened to some of that vintage Kanye not long ago, and I have to say, by and large, it doesn't hold up at all. It was of its time. It was so, it's so dated. It's so 2005 that it's hard yeah. to get over. And I didn't even realize that that had a specific flavor. But then you hear T-Pain on a track and you go, oh, Who? yeah, that. <laughs> I I also think like, you know, that was during the time when it was like this producer who is really good at producing the sound of an era. Right was allowed to have a voice for the first time and it was just like i'm just trying to fit in and by the way i'm responsible for all the sounds that sound like this and then later it's like oh no i'm fucking crazy now you get to hear my voice and you're like oh the genie's out of the bottle oh no right right you know Uh what you're right he reached full artistic maturity when he went really nuts when he was wearing (laughs) polos and keeping a lid on it and just you know shutter shades were there he was he was just riding the trend wave of his production you're completely correct about that yes okay Next one, Trump trial, by which I think she means impeachment. The non-impeachment wet fart of the Senate hearings that were like, well, we could have, but we're just not going to. In fairness to this like, prompt, it was sent before the non-conviction. I guess, yeah. Uh, uh, although, go ahead. I don't know. I feel like we'll probably talk about it later, but like, I don't know. I. What was anyone going to win? We're just going to take away his cash and prizes? Like, I don't know. Like fine like that's such a like it's a non-symbolic symbolic gesture uh i also just like i don't know like yeah i would just go ahead and say for me personally i was just not in the target audience for that impeachment 
I I no. just did not care about it. I didn't follow it at all. I'm not surprised that they didn't convict him. I feel like that was a foregone conclusion. So yeah, I just I'm don't not really... understand like like my thing is like when you hear like uh did you watch the live the AOC live that she did of like this is what happened on this this day like they were looking for me like a guy kicked out my door like no I mean I think I heard about this in the reflected glow of all this nonsense but I did not watch that no like I I kind of just don't care about the like Trump impeachment and the incitement it's just a matter of like you know I care more about Ted Cruz's mullet and what he what the fuck kind of breakdown he's going through because it's like bro you gotta go I think everyone no one in the world when no one in the entire United States of America likes you and everyone thinks you are trash I mean we already know you're the Zodiac killer but like you gotta go like you know him and uh haircut need to step it with uh Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, like, right. and just like get the crazy out like that's crazy on a level I'm like that's Kanye crazy. I really like and appreciate Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean bringing a gun to work is just Bitch be crazy. <laughs> I I think she kind of rocks. I think we're going to see a lot more people like her. The aesthetics of Ted Cruz. I have to give you credit for pointing that out because Whoa, yeah, I don't boy. know. He used to just What be... was that fucking haircut? <laughs> He's got the mullet. He grew that beard a couple years ago, that salt and pepper beard which initially It's back. The beard is back with the mullet. Yeah, I know. Initially, I was like, hey, that it's beard looks so kind of good. But it's clear that it's there to disguise the lack of a chin. It's a George Lucas situation. Oh. Yeah. It, hello. I know something about growing a chin with a beard. Hi. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Damn. D- no. don't compare yourself to Ted Cruz in that way. You have a much more prominent jawline than that man will ever have. Oh, no. No, no, no. He, no, no. Like, if you ever, like, wondered what a snail would look like if it was, like, turned into a person and given hair. (laughs) That's Ted Cruz? Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Because the turtle is Mitch McConnell. We know this, like, duh. But snail. Like, think about a snail. Like, a little, like, bug-eyed and a little, like, stupidly shaped. And you're just like, who the fuck made this? Who the fuck made Ted Cruz? I don't know. Are his parents ugly? I don't know. I know that his I know that his uh, father was responsible for assassinating John F. Kennedy, according to the God Emperor. But uh Okay. Well I'm not really sure what they look like. Huh. All right. Well Okay. Next one. Hashtag free Britney. Oh, I was gonna talk about this on the main stage. I don't know. <laughs> uh I don't get it. The only thing I wait like, before you begin before you begin you're gonna have to do what you did with Kanye and divorce. Can you just outline okay. for me what is going on with Britney Spears? Because I'm aware that something's happening with her mental health again, but I know nothing more than that. So for the past, let's say five months, I think, um, she has tried to go to court repeatedly. Oh, candle burnt out. Fuck. Uh, she has tried to go to court uh, multiple times to get her. Um, what's power of attorney, but not. Oh, I don't. It's it's basically she has basically. Oh, it's a conservatorship. So basically, she is under the conservatorship of her father. Still, um, which, still, so she has been trying to fight this for a very long time. Yes, um, yeah, you're back. You're back. You're back. Okay, great. So she's still Um, under the conservatorship of her father. Very long time. Yes, and she's been trying to break that for you know many many court 
It's been like a decade, so this is another version. But then the conservatorship's been longer. Like it it was from the the head shaving. Wow, so that's Um, like twenty years. No, it wasn't twenty years ago. It was was like two thousand three, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand eight. I don't know. Um, either way, um, and then the kids driving on the lap. You know, like a lot of things went okay. Were bad. Um, so initially, like the conservatorship was good, but then like it turned. You know when when the money starts going missing um yeah so there was a documentary that just got released or a mini series or something about like how fucked up it is um and basically about how you can't blame her for having a public breakdown because she was sexualized from such a young age and then in her rise to stardom like uh jonathan timberlake um justin timberlake's own stardom comes from shitting on her and like you know their messiness and him like being telling stories uh bedtime stories to the public you know well wait Um, wait 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 so i remember that justin timberlake and britney spears had a relationship there's that iconic picture of them in denim like sort of cowboy early 2000s outfits but he he was uh telling tales out of school about like their sex life or what yeah, well, Crimea River is basically about the breakup. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, he, his whole first album was just about that breakup, but then when he was on press tours, he'd be like, yeah, I took her virginity, and, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to ask what the nature of these stories were. Just, I know it's beside the point, but I'm I'm morbidly mm-hmm. curious. Because Britney Spears' sexualization is interesting in that she was also, it was all about virginity. So I could imagine yes. that her sexual proclivities whether it was with jt or anybody else would be maybe kind of fucked up it was up. basically just like the entirety of media was a bunch of 45 year old dirty men going like who's gonna fuck her first and it's like oh oh put it away like put those two and a half or the fat back in your pants i don't want to see this no one needs to hear about this um like you know when the entire media thing is like making fun of someone having a public breakdown that's also a thing like that's right okay you know like the world is against you because they i like idolized you wanted to be you wanted to sexualize you but then you know you're also not the image of yourself um so once like the growing up was happening it was like oh no she's not a toy anymore fuck her she's crazy gotcha gotcha okay so flash forward to today she's in a she's in a custody battle with her own father to control her own life and money yeah her estate you know her living estate um which you know i mean granted homegirl did burn down her her home gym doing by leaving a candle on oh geez doesn't sound like it was a candle why do you have a candle in the gym that's right there i know that's not true you don't know about soul cycle you gotta like cycle with all the candles in a dark room you know and then she just left them left them allegedly I'm like, I think it's closer to you started a fire to try to burn down your own house, but hashtag, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. I lost you there for like a good 30 seconds. So I don't know what you just said, but. Oh, you do you know about Soul Cycle cycling in the dark with candles on? Oh, no, I didn't know that that was part of that. Okay. That's why she would have candles in a gym. Oh, all right, whatever. But I mean, it, just given her state of mind i think there's enough reason to doubt that 
Is it an oopsies? I don't think it's an oopsies. Is it oops, I did it again? I think it's oops, I did it on purpose. <laughs> right. Please right. get me out of my hell. <laughs> you know, it's a little different. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, based on what you've told me, if I had to give an opinion on Free Britney uh, based on that five minutes of information, I would say, yeah, her life sounds pretty fucked up. She's clearly mentally ill, though. I, I don't think that her father should control her estate. Um but it does seem like she needs help, you know? I feel bad for her. That's all I'm trying to say. I feel like she's probably on so many, like, medications to make her normal that it's, like, difficult. But, like... Yeah, I'm sure you know, from a legal perspective, of, like, she doesn't have a very good case, you know? Which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, m- the main thing is, like, who's culpable for this? Who's culpable for the conservatorship? Is it the father being controlling? Or is it the world writ large just, like destroying a single person in pop culture right you know from the age of like eight yeah i mean you know the answer seems clear that it's definitely the world but i think that you could first and foremost blame her parents for ever putting her in that situation to such an extreme degree well yeah because initially her mom was her manager right so then to have the dad be in control and then the mom's out of the picture it's like is the like it's just you know the previous generation just continually destroying this like 36 year old oh god oh it's awful it's making me sad yeah see there you go yeah okay next one sourdough is to 2020 as blank is to 2021 fill too in the soon. blank too soon to call i would agree too soon to call. i think it's way too soon to call because it it uh you know quarantine didn't even hit us for another you know, we're at 11 months, not quite a year. We don't know what kind of fucked up shit is going to happen for 2021, and we don't know what's going to set the tone yet. It's, I still feel very disoriented by this year at this point. No one's knitting. Like, I, I wonder what kind of hobby. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't think if anyone took up a hobby, like, people baked as a hobby, I guess. But, like, you know, the banana bread moment also faded. Mm-hmm. Um well, I think, as you said before, uh, uh, on a pr- on a previous episode of ours, I think people just losing their composure and forgetting how to be social and particularly forgetting how to drink. I think that's going to be a theme later into 2021 as more people get vaccinated and things get opened up is going to be uh, inhibitive lack. I, I mean, I also like, I don't know. Again, I deal, as I often say, I deal with the public more than most. Um, I think at some point in, and I think soon, I think by May, people are going to start losing their shit, um, on people in public. Like it's going to be world star all over the place. And I can't, uh, you know, we're about time for a renaissance of that. Um, where like, why do you think that is? It's it's pent up quarantine energy uh, or what? It's no, it'll be pent up like service people like rage. Oh, I see. Like we've 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 seen the Karens and what they do, and f- you know, fuck them. But like, hell hath no fury, like a minimum wage worker who has reached their brink and is just fucking done. Right, right, gotcha. Oh, so you're gonna have freakouts both directions. Oh, people will try to pull some Karen freakouts, and then it's just gonna be like, you know, like the timid, like, ma'am, we were trying to, no, no, no. It's just gonna be like, fuck you, get out of here. Right, right, right. Like, it's gonna be very antagonistic in public um, for people who, because again, like, you'll have people who don't know how to act out in the world again. It's like, you know, 
when I say like on national holidays, I don't work because the worst people in the world come out. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who doesn't have a barbecue to go to is out and you're like, oh, fuck, get a friend. Like, I don't need to hear this shit. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm hungover because I had to do this the day before and not on the actual holiday and I want the money. Like that kind of shit. Like people are going to start coming out and you're like, I don't get paid to be your fucking therapist or like deal with this abuse. You can get the fuck out of here. And then people right. are gonna be like, <gasps> and it'll just happen. And like, it'll be a rude or I'm rude culture. Maybe even punk will come back. I don't know. Like the rude, like the brassness of that will come back in a way that, you know, I think that's a very interesting and uh, astute take. I'll be curious to follow up on that as the as the year goes by. Well, because the the thought was initially like maybe people will be kinder and more patient. Definitely and not o- though. Over the course of being you know open, I'm like, no, they're still they're actually worse. They're dumber. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to ask for shit. There are people who are like you know, on the same level. So like who deal with, you know, who never really had like a, a time off break who are like more sympathetic and understanding. But then there are people who are like, who were just stuck at home, didn't have a job that they wanted to go, who were, they were going back to, like they were just stuck inside and then they just festered. And when those fuckers came out, it was like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I was gonna. I was gonna say something along these lines. It feels a little bit like galaxy brain energy, but I really do think that uh, you know nothing really changed in the world for the better over the last four or five years, and COVID obviously accelerated that process. And without the hysterical freakout of Donald Trump, I mean, I've said this before. It's a common idea, but I really think people don't have a place to like put their anger right now. Or their frustration. There's nowhere to direct it societally, so it comes out individually. You know, well, if they didn't learn coping mechanisms, which, which nobody in America did. did. I mean, c- let's be honest. Uh, come on, you, this is the number one society for maladjustment that's ever existed <laughs> in history. Title of app. Um, I, I do think there are people who you know you know, may have been like, I am privileged and I am going to, you know, will take steps to, you know, help people. Very rare, very pocketed. Um, there are also people who just dug into their trenches a little bit more. And then there are people who just got fully like bewildered by the fact that, by the behaviors and then got flipped to be incredibly antagonistic with good reason. Like it's not unfounded. Does that make sense? Where it's like, I can put on my customer service voice only for so long until you just fucking piss me off. Like, I can't. We're not doing this. Sure, like, yeah. Don't try it. Sure. You know? From that perspective, it's completely understandable. And from the other perspective, you know, from the perspective of the uh, antagonistic customer, it's it's similarly understandable, but their feelings are misdirected. You know, I think a lot of yeah. that is going on. That antagonism comes from not having a place to locate your fear and anxiety. And powerlessness. Yeah mostly like, that it, it becomes this thing of like an unrecognized like well you were powerless before the pandemic uh, so you enacted it around your service economy or whatever who whoever worked for you um but then those people still were doing what they had to do and then and then then they gain power by like having jobs and still having like kind of lives because it's like no i can work and then do whatever like you know 
Um, I get to leave my home because I have to, because you apparently need to come here. Um, but I do think that the power balance shifts where it's like, oh, you're going to try what? Not in my house. And then that kind of minimal power with literal no power. That's a lot of friction. You know, oh, yeah. that, mm, mm, mm. Tinder sparks. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's Tom Hanks on the beach in Castaway rubbing the stick on the other stick. It takes a long time, but eventually the fire bursts out. Ooh, Ooh rubbing sticks on sticks? Yeah, something <laughs> bursts out. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, driving in the snow. Love it. Interesting. Can you tell me why? And then I'll give my answer. It's challenging. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was... It's a little bit of a zen experience where you're like, I am focused on this one task. I am just doing this. And then you become one with the machine in this very strange way where you're like, you feel the wobble and you're like, I have to lean into the wobble. If I fight against the wobble, things go bad. I know how to do this. And then you just... That's a very interesting perspective. I would say that, yes, I know what you mean. There's a synergy between you and the machine when you really need to feel the wheels on the ice like, and make sure they don't go off course. Um, I was very excited to answer this question because my answer is also that I love it. And I realized this the other night I was driving home cause it's been snowing here now for like 48 hours straight and it was very mm-hmm. bad. And I was driving home and at first I was very frustrated by how bad everybody is at driving in the snow. Yeah. The... Because really yeah. you can pretty much drive like normal if you're feeling that synergy that you described, but Anxious and fearful and powerless people, to tie it into that, they freak out and they think, oh, you need to brake, you need to go slow. No, that is not the answer. You can drive at about 75% of your usual speed in the snow, but you really got to be feeling that zen. And there's something gorgeously romantic about it. If you're listening to music that you're really into at the moment and you're driving in the snow, it is like one of the great things in life. See, I, I, I do the thing of turning the, you know, like when conditions are rough, I always turn the volume down. Yeah. Because you, it's a very, since, you know, when you think about driving, you don't think about touch as a sense. Right. It's sight, hearing, you know, and then all of a sudden touch comes in and then you need to, again, you turn the volume down so you can hear how your wheels are rolling on the ground and then you have to readjust what your sense of periphery is and you... It is like kind of like walking in the snow or running in the snow. Like you are, you are in the outdoors even though you're in a vehicle. Um, in a way that, you know, when you think about like a fusion of man and machine, you're like, no, I have to like, this is my kaiju right now. Yes, yes. You know, like it is like, I am one with it. Because like, you know, you have to enter the drift on... with your. Uh, yeah kind of like Civic. you know me and corolla are like hey girl i'm like hi i know you need an oil change but today is not the day bitch so get ready um and then you just kind of roll like i don't know like and it is kind of it's the only time where time goes by at the speed of normal time you know, yeah it's, like, it's almost like traffic like like, right. uh, like no it's, it's not that it's just like this is the right amount of time for this to take Yes, there's an incredible there's an incredible presentness to being in that moment. It's almost like watching Christian Marclay's The Clock, where you have that simultaneous experience of watching watching time and having it pass. 
there's oh, yeah. something similar going on that has a lot to do with that synergy. It is it's almost meditative. And not only is there that synergy between man and machine, it's almost as if the machine starts to merge with the outside. Particularly if it's snowing hard, you know, you don't have that great of a field of vision, yet things are still passing like inside and outside start to collapse. You're in a thing that's in another thing. You're in your own body, but you're feeling all three at the same time. It's it's quite gorgeous. I love it. And I think I do think it comes with like adding touch to the process. Like, you're right. Again, like even like driving down like a country road that's dirt. Like you're like it's the same kind of thing where you're like I have to kind of feel out these like little jiggles. Oh sure, driving on a country road at night, whether it's dirt or not. You know, we had this experience when we were together in Vermont over the yeah, summer. Yeah, haunted, haunted yeah. fucking road from hell. Of course, and just up and down hills, you can't quite see where you're going. You really have to feel the car go through the curves and up and down. It's yeah. Um, that was stressful, though, because I was like, we are going to die. There is a man in a country road. He's behind us, and I am going to die. The man has a hook for a hand, and we're all dead, and uh, okay. Yes. You know, I was uh, at the Cleveland Museum of Art over the weekend, which was, by the way, mm-hmm. really great to see some art. It was refreshing. I'm sure you've had this experience going to the church show and stuff. It it feels nice after long periods of time to like see a fucking painting in real life. Because um, right, that just reopened like three weeks ago, yeah, four weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was admiring the regionalist painting that they have there. They don't have a ton of it, but they have like some really good examples. It's a little room. Yeah. And uh, you're making me think like because the experience of driving in rough conditions on the open road, I think, is a very American thing. It's not to say that you don't have that experience in other parts of the world, but that's like a quintessential element of the American experience. And when the regionalists paint, roads they always paint them with these exaggerated curves and angles that go back into infinity and i think whether you're driving on a country road at night or driving in the snow those paintings are you talking about that one are conveying haystack snow painting that's swirly yeah the grant wood that's that's a grant wood painting and i learned the other day that he painted that right before he died and those haystacks go back to uh, literally an infinity they go back to a point so far in the distance along a road it's it's nonsensical it borders on magical but it's a mathematical painting yeah yeah yes yeah and i think there there, there's a lot of that 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 sort of expansiveness you really feel that when you're driving in adverse conditions it's nice it's american yeah it's different i mean i don't know i driving in ohio is very different in this in like a whiteout sure it's a lot more different than driving in the city yeah because it, 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 you know, like it, you know, potentially, like in in you know the country, um, it is a little more isolated. You're nowhere near a car, like uh, the next car is many cars behind you. You know, in the city, like it becomes this kind of understood, you know, telepathic connection of like we have to move at this pace because no one can break. We all have to go this pace because we are not breaking. Okay, very good. You know. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Uh- I've noticed this with driving here versus uh, driving in New York in general, um, that a new, a different type of synergy happens in New York compared to here. Like what I'm talking about when I'm talking about driving in the snow here is like almost a completely individual experience. But when you're doing that in the city, there's something amazingly collective that happens. There's a kind of cooperation between drivers psychically, um, that I think is present in New York in general. Um, but specifically when shit really hits the fan and everyone has no choice, there's no such thing anymore as running the red light or um, 
you know, driving 50 miles an hour down Green Avenue on your... Uh, or, like, honking at, like, someone going, like, 25. You're like, yeah, no, no, we have to go 25 right now. Well, and we all have to do this together because the cars are about to touch. And the cars mm-hmm. are always about to touch, but there's this new element called ice. Slush, whatever. Right. A slippery thing means that, like, you actually have to be farther behind me if you, you know, we can't be bumper to bumper or we can but we're all going five i don't know if you've ever seen the chris burden cosmopolis thing at at lacma do you know what i'm talking about he made like this room-sized uh model of a city out of erector sets and there's cars zooming around it on a little track no um you should look it up sometime there's a cool video of it on youtube that that lacma put up but um it's amazing because all the cars are just zipping around like held together by their own momentum and like gravity, but they never touch and they never fly off the track. It's just like that precisely designed. It's like the uh, best Hot Wheels set in the universe, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're going fast and it's very complex, but like it, it does really give you a literal but awesome illustration of what driving in New York City is actually like. Like, y- you know, oh, you're yeah. only separated by inches, but the accidents are actually rare given the the conditions you know it's only rare when someone decides to break from the flow when someone decides that they're like cuz this happened today like someone with florida plates so once again oh. fuck florida florida sorry man. natalie sorry natalie uh, someone with florida plates was like i'm not waiting at this red light goes around this entire row of traffic and then cuts off the person but then hits the front of the line when it hits green i was like oh wow interesting like lucky but like damn you can wait like we're we have there's a flow to this like flushing has a flow like we know how to do this like just handle it we're gonna go through the red light at the intersection we're gonna take our lefts we know that but shit you don't need to like throw a variable in no, Please of course stop. not. That person cashed in a lot of karma at that moment, and they really lucked out. They're they're in for yeah. some something bad is going to happen to them in their lives because they used up a lot of the cash right there. Or they're going to get a ticket for one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, sure. There you go. But sure. Okay. Uh, China bans clubhouse. Who the fuck? No one cares about clubhouse. No one cares about stereo. No, no one cares about the other thing. If you want. Just make a phone call. No one fucking cares. Also, China, girl, like, you don't need to... Stop, what, stop, why do you got to ban apps? Like, what? 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 Oh, I what? mean, you know, they're, they're just trying to keep their society controlled. Um, we're controlled, too. It's just in a, mm, I don't know, a more subtle way. Um, as far as Clubhouse goes, I actually am getting increasingly intrigued by Clubhouse in a way that bothers me because people on podcasts won't stop talking about it because it's only a thing for silicon valley and for media people so all of the d-list celebrities that i have in my ear pods all day and that i you know reluctantly admire are on it yet i can't be and none of the proles can be oh you can be we have an in you do you have somebody that can invite me and you to clubhouse is that what you're saying who made our list no way, she's on it? Think about one of your former employers. Oh, hello, yeah. Oh, my God. No way. Well, I would like to get and on I it. And I turned it down. I was like, no. 
Uh, <laughs> I said, no, thank you. Um, Why is if that? If only because I was... If you want to have a public forum where you talk and it's not Twitter, I'm like, get a fucking podcast like every other fucking bleep. Like, come on. But this is like, again, calling it Clubhouse is like, again, calling it like Friendster or MySpace. Like, I'm like, no one, th- no one cares. Like, nah. Sorry, I get cranky when it's like, uh, like stereo I mean, is the same word. Where it's like, it's a live radio. I'm like, we have radio. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. Ugh. Like, it also the, seems the, like stuff that won't last and won't be useful. It just seems like everyone's bored and wants to talk, but, like, doesn't again, doesn't want the fucking trail. And I'm like, no, the trail is the best part. You need to have the dirt on people. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, for me, it's less about that, and it's more like, you know, I really like eavesdropping on the elites, you know? I think I described to you on one of our past episodes that I started listening to these financial podcasts with, like, hedge fund managers and stuff. And, like, the the way they talk candidly when, you know, only the target audience is listening is very different from the rest of the exposure you get to the people that control our reality. And I get the sense that on Clubhouse, they're very open for now. As soon as enough for now yeah. get on it, like Elon Musk and people like that will just simply stop using it or will be very guarded in how they present well, themselves. But for now, it seems really interesting because they're talking very candidly, very publicly to a limited audience. And I want to be part of that limited audience before it gets blown out of proportion and they stop using it. But this is the thing. Again, if something is free and gatekept, what what is the product? You're obviously the thing that, y- yeah. you know, like you're the product, but like what is all of this voice stuff going to result in? Because the voice stuff, you know, we don't think of voice conversations as data. We think about them only, only in recordings. We think about them as data when it's temporal like that. You're like, Oh, it's not data. It's like how much mining is going to be in terms of speech pattern, in terms of falsifying, you know, modifying, news in terms of oh this person said this on clubhouse and it's like i never said that it's like well you have enough speaking cadence to make up words like when it comes to you know that fake obama speech or whatever or the fake queen speech yeah it's like oh no now the vocals are now there's just more data to mine versus a recorded interview or a panel talk or something like that you can then just become modified even easier Sure. I I mean, I don't, I'm not convinced that anything nefarious like that would necessarily happen, although I think you're right that, like, outside parties would probably use it to perform those functions. Um, I do think that it's almost guaranteed that it's just an AI training algorithm so that uh, whether it's for surveillance purposes or more likely for advertising purposes, that sifting through voice data is just easier for computers to do. Like, that's uh, that's obviously yeah, what it's and for. Then it- well, it'll become the kind of thing where, uh, you know, for advertising, you don't even need, like, a voice actor. You can just, like, take a, so many, like, hours and hours and hours of spoken word and then just fuse all the accents together to have, like, a thing that has the most impact because no one can place it as, like, oh, that's a white male voice. That's a black woman voice. Like, you know, like, it's not right. going to be just, like, oh, this is pitched to one thing it's like oh no this is pitched to everybody because we blended all the voices together and in the nutribullet and then you got you know the er voice does that make sense yeah it does 
I mean, I think back to the original prompt of the question being China's banning of it. I think it's pretty obvious that they banned it for exactly this reason, that they don't want Chinese oligarchs or Communist Party officials to be uh, fucked with nefariously. And also probably that they already have or are developing a similar version of this technology that they'll deploy on their population in the way that they do. It'll just come from the state rather than Silicon Valley. And they are smart enough to realize that they don't want Silicon Valley to have China's information. They want China to have China's information. I guess. Maybe. You know. Uh, Okay. Kissing your kids on the mouth. Ew. The old Tom Brady maneuver. What? I'm assuming that that's what Natalie's referring to here is uh, because the Super Bowl just happened. I don't know what this is. I just saw Tom Brady Brady Tom Brady is notorious for kissing his kids and his family in general on the mouth rather than on the cheek or the forehead as a affectionate gesture i mean with like very little kids if you're their parent it's kind of cute to be like oh smoochies but also yeah no i'm not i don't support this at all i think it's very very weird to do that i no no, I I don't. Mm, no, I mean I think it, I think everybody makes fun of Tom Brady for doing it because it looks particularly weird when it's same sex. Like it's basically a come town bit to be gay with your dad, right? And to see Tom Tom Brady like kissing his son on the mouth when he's like twelve, you're like okay with tongue. <laughs> you wish. Wait. Wait, at 12? Okay, see, like, it's, again, if it's under three, you're just like, okay, like, it's cute. Like, a little peck is, like, kind of, like, cute. Like, you Oh, know. sure, sure. I mean, you know. Like, the, you know, they're little, they're little munchkins. You're like, oh. It's basically, you're like, I do want to eat you. I want to consume you. And just, like, you're adorable. But, like. I will, t- I will share with you an anecdote that really soured me on this whole concept, like, instantly. Was a few years ago, I was at a wedding for my cousin. And I was there and you know as a cute wedding thing i was dancing with my niece who must have been five at the time and she had been watching one too many disney movies so i was sort of slow dancing with her like holding her while you know all the other couples are slow dancing around us and dude she went in for the kiss like oh in a did you turn the cheek and go right here yes very and good th- of course I did. I mean, this is what I'm saying is kissing your kid on the mouth. Like, you'd be out of your mind to allow allow that to continue. I mean, it's bad enough with someone your own age that you're not romantically interested in. Like, that level of, reje- of rejection is uncomfortable for everyone. It's horrible. But, like, for a little kid, like you can't let that happen. So, yes, I did the cheek thing. And, of course, I devastated her. It was, oh. it was as if I'd broken her heart. She wanted the princely moment at the wedding. And, you know, you can't do that as a blood relative. So, for someone as a parent to do that to their own child, there's something very... Britney going on there that I don't that I don't like you know yeah you would have to do the thing of like going in and then just like missing and then hitting the cheek like just like okay again hitting the cheek very French you know like even the French would be like we we don't do that the point is just that mouth kissing is sexy mouth kissing is always a sexy gesture unless it's a literal like infant that don't that you can't 
have that type of relationship with. Yeah. There is no such know. thing like, as kissing on the mouth that is non-romantic to me. That never happens. Ever. I mean, unless it's a joke. But even that's like such a like 90s like VMAs kind of thing. Um, like, I don't know. I... Oh, it's definitely funny again, to kiss like, your bros Again, on the like, mouth even as, as like an a... adult with a child, it's like, you put a dick in there. What are you doing kissing that kid? Like, what, you, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, like, you can't, like, ugh. Well, no, it's, less about, is... it's less about where it's been and more that it means something. No, it's more about where it's been. Like, no, like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. You know, on the no. the, the other reason <sighs> that I have for being against this is that I got the lip herpes at a really young age from a, a relative, relative doing precisely this. Because they sucked a dick. Oh, God. And that's, oh, don't make me think such bad thoughts about my grandmother. Jesus Christ. What? Got to keep grandpa happy somehow. Shit. Oh. oh, no. Now I'm having terrible flashbacks. <laughs> No, no, fuck no. I mean, I, no, gross. No, I mean, uh uh-uh. No, again, if you've ever, like, if you've ever used your mouth in a sexual way, which all adults have, I mean, again, unless it's a certain generation that's like, nope, never did that. And you're like, yeah, I wonder, I wonder about that. Do you think that, like, the greatest generation, they were, they were sucking, right? Like, everybody did. No? No. You don't think so? No, missionary only. Really? Like in ni- Han- handies and then just insertion. No blow. Like jobs, in the nineteen fifties no. when they're when they have their Corvette out on lookout point, you don't think there was really you don't think there was any oral going on. No, 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 no. Why? Was it no. like disrespectful? That's the only thing that I can think of, is that you would like think it was degrading to do that. Yeah, it's to like your I'm lover. not gonna put that there. Right, right. Like, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um I, because, you know, think about, like, yeah, no, it would always be, like, ugh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I can't, uh, I don't, um, I don't know. I Maybe, I don't know. Humans are also disgusting, so who knows, like, but. Yeah, I don't I know. I highly doubt, like, I don't know. You, you know, I, I think somebody always was. Like just to be clear, this is not a this is not a complete generalization, but I think in like mainstream normie culture, you might be right that like our grandparents might have thought that that was like too extreme or something. In the or same like sense, gross. they were yeah. just like, oh no. Well, like, in the same ugh. sense that now it's like, yeah, you know, people piss on each other or whatever, but not everybody does that. You know what I mean? You you <laughs> you under you understand that that's not outside out of the question. You know. To, to tell you the yeah, truth, yeah, we. I mean, Gen Z is just like, yeah, I like every asshole I see. What are you talking right, about? Right, right. That's well, a maybe a same. That's a more you. common example. Sure. Yeah, people talk about that shit and do it. Like, I, you know, I almost am hesitant to admit this on the mic, but I, oftentimes, I think about it. I'm like, you know, you and I probably have a friend in common that likes to get pissed on, and we just don't know who it is. I think about that all the time, and I run through and I run down the list. You and have I'm like, to think about the like it? probability of percentages. Statistically, and it's, some... it's, a, it's, it's a certainty. You I've know? never peed on anyone, and one hundred percent will not get pissed on. Have thought about like, oh, could I pee on someone? I'm like, 
No, it's, uh, maybe, but no. I think I could if no. they asked, but it's like, it's. I'm I guess like you would find out in the moment if you were into it or not. You know, it's also just logistical. I'm like, oh, like what? you have to get in the tub. Like I don't know, is my shower clean? Like there's a lot of things like I gotta think about. Like, sure. Oh, do you really want to do this? Like, yeah. It's like, ugh. Too much. When you have to think about like how much work a pleasurable act is gonna take, it's not pleasurable anymore. You're just like, ugh. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Like this is not hot for anyone because I'm thinking about chores. Right. <laughs> Someone that we know is not thinking about chores and is just like in the tub, just like getting you know that warm, warm gush, gush. But like I don't know. Or there's someone who like who like couples who shower shower together and like someone accidentally peed on a leg and was like, oh, that's warm. You can do that. Like that's as far as I think like most people can go. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that what you just described is actually fairly common. I would bet. But making preparations and having it—that's be also like, percentages of people who pee in the shower. Like you know, the the threshold gets well. Wait a minute, lower you, of probability. Do you pee in the shower? I do. Rarely. Really? Only if you like really have to go. Yeah. Okay. If I forget, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, because like I just don't think it's weird or gross at all. I mean, it goes away. Oh, I don't think. No, 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 no. I mean, it goes down the drain. Whatever. Like you know, especially if you just like you know did the. I could whistle, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you do that, like, you're like, I got to pee and I also have to shower. So, like, mm. but I'm a leisurely get ready person. So I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to pee and sit and then read Instagram in the paper. And then while the water is getting warm, like, we don't need to do two at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Until you really got to. You're like, <laughs> 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 well, long story short, this is why you shouldn't kiss your son on the mouth, because then you end up thinking about things like this. You shouldn't do that anyway. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's gross. Like, mm, oh, man. Well, that was the end of uh, that was the end of Natalie's list. Okay. And we did the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it, it just, you know, when you have to, like, tag team the like the list, it, it does go a little bit farther. Um, I kind of liked yeah. that. It was it was it was also nice not really knowing what what it was going to be. Because usually, one, True, you know, yeah. when one or the other of us makes the list, it's like there are things that are on your mind. Having it on neither of our minds, it really gets it really gets things spinning. So I, I would I would pitch it to our, yeah, it's also to our like, audience, like, please sub- do this again. I just I just had such a good hour that like I just looked down. Wait, and that's I was an like, hour. I, yeah, I can't. I can't Holy believe shit! That we just did the whole thing. <laughs> Leo, unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo, come through. You're an all star too. I mean, those are our two Twitter followers, so, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. You actually got some Twitter followers out of your bit? Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. Oh, the only two, and I'm like, not even following back. They're just... <laughs> Again, Green Lewis, we give you nothing. We give you a lot, but we're going to give yeah. you nothing. Mm-hmm. It's on brand. I don't I, I don't I I don't know. Like I wanted to tweet from it and I was like, I think I need the bit to be absolutely nothing. I think at this like, point you have no choice now. I think it's perfect being nothing because the tagline is a podcast about art and culture that forgot Twitter existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you nothing, even though I'm on Twitter just like, you know, doom scrolling every couple days when I got the opportunity, but like Well God. 
I I'm doing we're tweeting right now. I don't need we're you know, we're we're in our own clubhouse. Like I don't need to like be witty on a Tuesday. Well, today's Tuesday, that's it doesn't count. But like I don't need to be pick a day. I was I just going to say I can't wait until I uh until Natalie hears this so I can get an invitation to be on Clubhouse and then we'll start the Green and Lewis uh room. <sighs> yeah, for five people, what the fuck are we doing with that? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's our future, man. Is just live streaming on Clubhouse, fielding fielding listener listener questions about whether or not it's okay to be gay with your dad, and <laughs> talking about pissing on people. <laughs> Listen, hookers. I already spent the money on the Zoom, so no, we're not doing Clubhouse. Hey, no, we, we're not giving this. Sh- you know, no, 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 no. You know, we We've can always record in- it. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything about that. I've invested in the infrastructure. Thank you very much. We are not going to allow some other third-party thing to have control over it because uh, I'm a little type A. And again, on my third wind, no. No one has mm-hmm. control except for us. Mm, okay. Am I a control freak? Very, you know, I'm exhibiting non-rabbit behavior right now. But... Hey, year of the, it's the year of the ox. You never know. Big Maybe it's ox, ox behavior. Yeah. Shit. B-O-E? Yeah. Ugh, that sounds. That also <laughs> sounds bad. I might have some of that right now. I've been sweaty all day, so Ugh. I don't know. Body odor extraordinaire. Body body odor energy. I mean, I know some people who have boe. We we know some people who have boe, and you're like, okay, wow. Mm. I I do have to take you a little seriously because you don't wash. So I don't know. Uh, okay, you want to stop right there and move on to the after show? <laughs> well, I'm just going to read the year in the ox thing. Oh, so please do. People born in the year of the ox are reliable, strong, fair, patient, kind, methodical, calm, and trustworthy. Dot, dot, dot. But while they are also perceived as being less social and lacking communication skills, those born in, in the year of the ox greatly value their close relationships, making them loyal friends. So, you know, be kind to all your people who are, uh, you know, socially awkward. Hi, hello. Um, I'm not an ox, but ox adjacent. <laughs> um, that actually makes a lot of sense for 2021, don't you think? Yeah, I do think so, yes. I, I it, it sums up, the ox sums up what we should do as a people. Be calm, be reliable be loyal and like push through and just kind of be quieter i not gonna happen but oh yeah always always inverse what you think should happen that seems to be a pretty good rule right now again as this is famously a uh, visual medium my face and eyes had stank face and uh the ox took a shit all over that stage so i don't know (laughs) all right all right at fifty-eight, ninety, whatever. Oh no, one oh, one oh two. Shall we? Oh, very good. I'm at one oh one. Shall we? Yes. Goodbye, listeners. Join the Patreon. Join Give the Patreon for you. the good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.